When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oh yes, love is the law on this radio show. Haters step aside. It's all love here, right ladies? You know it, especially for hump day. It is hump day. Uh-huh. So we've got rock and roll, or actually uh, pop culture jeopardy. What I call it, rock and rock, roll? I see rock, I'm just looking at the sheet. Lord, oh yeah, I can Lord never remember. Every day. Julia, what is it What's called? the game on Wednesday? What's the, the game, game on, on Friday? Friday? I we, mean, that's pretty bad. We probably need to change the name of the game because it's not really jeopardy. I don't make I you answer in the form of a question. But I think today we will because... I think we're going to pay tribute the to the Lady right. Alex for this. Right. So that's at five, but it's three. What do we got going on this hour, ladies? Well, oh. first of all, we're going to wish um, a happy birthday to Stanley Tucci because he's, he's listening. He's listening. He's, the, I'm so excited. He's 60. Stanley. He's mm-hmm. 60 today. Emily Blunt's sister. That you married to. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. We were just it's kind of birthday. freaking out a little bit, um, Rocco, because... You know, we've been to a million SAG Awards, uh, quite a right. few of them. We've never 15. met Stanley Tucci. I never. I, I've never. It. I don't even remember him ever walking the red carpet for anything. But he must have. Yeah, I know. I, but we never did. We right? would have a recollection yeah, we if we had something. a moment with yes. him. And yes, then, we would have. But he's little, so maybe he just blended in a little uh, bit. I don't into think the, he. No, he would stand out. You he, think so? We would wave at him for sure. Are you kidding me? We would do everything we could well, to get we Stanley Tucci to talk to us. <laughs> well, he won uh, in twenty sixteen for Spotlight at the SAGs. I'm just. Oh, no, he must have. But come. that's an ensemble. It's an ensemble. They cast. didn't come back. I see. Because you You're know, right. Dave Schreiber was in that as well, That's and they right. didn't come back. Come back to the press room. Yes, very good, Julia. Oh, gosh. That was a good movie, by the way. Oh, great movie! Excellent. From okay, Houston, and then uh, today is uh, Veterans Day, yes. but you know, it did. Do you know how this all started? Maybe we've gone over it over in the eighteen years we've been on the air, but it it was called Armistice, Armistice Day. Day. Yes, on the at the eleventh hour on the eleventh day of the eleventh month of the year at the end when they signed the papers. You know, World War One was over. Mm-hmm. They called it Armistice Armistice because the commitment was to end not only that war. But that everyone signing it, that it was going to be an end to all wars and a commitment to peace. Liars. So, <laughs> in 1954, then Dwight Eisenhower changed it uh, to Veterans Day because he wanted to honor people that were in World War II and Korea, uh, Korea, but a lot of World War I veterans. Of course, there were many more in 1954. Yes. We're very upset about that because the whole idea behind Armistice Day was that 
the world was going to be committed to never having another war, which right. was just lovely and optimistic and mm-hmm. everything, which is why a lot of military people are, you know, after after their services, they're out of the service. They work on peace efforts or, you know, being there, or organizations. I mean, the celebrities, of course, are coming out of the woodwork and telling their stories. And Was ca- your dad? What? What? Well, my dad was a veteran. Yeah, he, I know he, he was. He was in the service for a long time. He was 20-year career Air Force, uh-huh. uh, retiring at the highest ranking you can, ma- senior master sergeant, because you have to have a, you have to be a four-year college graduate to go okay. past that. Okay. But that's a high rank. And when he retired, he was the secretary, the base commander at the Duluth Air Force Base. My dad oh. was a very good secretary. <laughs> But he did all kinds yeah. of things, you know, like when we lived in Japan, he worked on the topographical, the map, the bombing maps that they gave the Air Force pilots when mm-hmm. they were napalming the hell out of Vietnam. Stuff Casey like that. was in the service for eight he, years. No, and then the he, National Guard after yeah, that. Yeah, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of, so your dad, dad. I mean, lot, lots of people. So anyway, that is where it all started this whole November 11th. And of course, all the people who are federal employees and mail carriers everything they get the day off they get a hump day off that. that's right well, I that's for- why there was no mail that's, that's why there was no I mail totally today totally forgot about it's a that federal holiday yes it is well here's a couple um you know people who um served in the service a couple kind of celebrity people and you guys probably already know this but oliver stone was wounded twice in battle in Vietnam in the late 60s, and his experience were the basis of the movie Platoon. Mm-hmm. Did you you remember that? I, I think I've heard him talk about being in the service, mm-hmm. or, you know, being specifically Vietnam, and that that shaped his... His, his movie, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Gene Hackman, he was 16. He lied about his age to list in the Marines in 1946. He served in China, Hawaii, and Japan. Mel Brooks was a combat engineer in World War II. His duties included defusing mines. Yeah. Yeah. That was, Kelly Ripper was talking about that. Her dad did that in World War Diffuse II. Diffuse mines? A, yeah, he had to like clear, clear places where there could have been mines, uh, potentially. That sounds like a very yeah. scary job. Oh, yeah. we all saw the Hurt Locker. Yeah, I know. I mean. Remember that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was a good movie. B. Arthur. Uh, Maud um, was in the Marines during World War II. She worked as a typist, a dispatcher, and a truck driver. I like how you said Maud. Like Maud. And then there's Maud. Maud. And then there's Maud. <laughs> and then, okay, I have a word for you guys. To, um, so was someone, at, this is a request from um, a long-distance listener, listener request. Mm-hmm. Lori, I'm going to hold up this word. And this is from Stacy. Okay. She would love to hear us pronounce the new antibody treatment for COVID 19. <laughs> so I'm holding it up for you. Okay. That is okay. Bam Lani Lani Bamb. Yeah. Bam Lani Bamb. Bamb. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I would spell it Bam Lani Vimab. Yeah, I mean, you're trying it, to do it phonetically. I am. How do you say that? L M A B. I don't know. Um, Rocco, it's B A M L A N I V I M A B. None of us are going to know no. how to pronounce that. I know. So, is so, it a made up scientific word? I think these guys know how to pronounce it. Okay. okay. Oh. <laughs> is it what? Is it Black Betty Bam Lamb? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. That's how you say Bama Lamb. Bama Lamb. This is called the Bama Lamb Lamb. I know. That was kind of funny. So, that, Stacey, thanks for your note on that one. I'm like, I don't know how to say that. But you're right. You're right. Rocco, were your parents? Was your dad in the service? My dad was not his brother. Uh, flew helicopters in Vietnam. Uh, my grandfather um, was in World War II. So, there's yeah. some yeah. in my family. I think most, a lot of families do. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, you know, have somebody, because... With the draft, if nothing else, you know, people have uncles and, you know, stuff like that, or dads are from Vietnam. Yes. I mean, we had a draft. There yes, was no getting out of it for um, people that are of a certain age. Mm-hmm. Right? How I didn't would, know it was 11-11. I don't know how I went, made it it's all this. It's the 11th month on the 11th It was the 11th hour. It was 11 a.m. on the 11th, 11th month, month and the 11th day. day. In huh. 1918. Yes. Not 19 Are you guys big, like, when you see 11-11 on the clock? Is that, you know... Do you no. yell it out or when it's um, 1234? The 69. When it's okay. 369. Right. That's another yeah, word. That's a, one of my favorite times of day. <laughs> yeah. It's 369 again, whatever yeah. that even whatever means. That is. No. How about Kanye no. West getting, let me tell you how many okay, votes he got in Minnesota, but you can Hollywood speak this, the vote. Right. Kanye West, Tennessee beat Minnesota. He got 10,000 votes in Minnesota, but he got 7,940 People to vote for him in Minnesota. Kanye, explain that to me, Jules. Okay, so Tennessee, well, at least we didn't come in first place. Right. Okay, so that's a win right there. Minnesota had the most people vote percentage per capita wise in anywhere. And we always usually are that. Yeah. So that's why it was so high here. But still. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, it was still. Tennis, Tennessee, Minnesota, and Colorado, right? Uh, uh Vermont, there were people, but yeah, he. It's 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 a little disheartening, <laughs> though. At the same time, that almost eight thousand people voted for him, right? But you know, yeah, I know. Sometimes it's... people were like, I don't know who to vote for, but he did lag behind the Libertarian candidate Joe Jorgensen, who got thirty five thousand votes in Minnesota, and got a didn't didn't get as many as the Green Party candidate. So you know, the birthday party was the last of the three. But that was I was just like, whoa, damn. Well, wouldn't that be funny if he spends a lot more time in our state now? No. Good Lord. What did he get in Wyoming? That's where he lives. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I no. Don't... Didn't even make didn't the top thing. Didn't 10. even make the top thing? No. Mm-mm. Oh, you guys. You guys, you guys. Okay, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. All right, we're ready for that song to fly away now. That's... We didn't like it then. We didn't like it now. No, do you? Did you ever like this song? Did we ever like this song? Was, really? that, the, was that Mark McGrath? Yeah, yes. I'm not into it. Oh, I remember when he played. He he did Grandma's Friday Night a couple of years ago for the marathon, mm-hmm. and we were just like, "Why do the marathon people keep trying to give us old has-beens when we can get GB Layton up there to?" Get people in the tent drinking beer and the vagabond. And yeah, yeah, well, they have more. They do more of the rock and roll is what. But they she's do a fan. I wanted to give her a little. Yeah, Thanks, Thanks do She's a fan girl. Remember? Yeah. yeah, she is a fan girl. I know that song though. Is but kind they of- did. I was. We were like, oh. and seriously, when my girlfriend and I like kind of. Lori, you say this every year. No, not every year, but we didn't <laughs> want to pay, so we know how to roll under the tent, a tent, and maybe get in. And there mm-hmm. were literally like maybe two hundred people in there, and probably half of them were on comp tickets. And usually, how many people are in the tent? And well, Friday, the Friday night, night it won't be as crowded, anywhere near as crowded as Saturday. But like GB would, get you, there'd be you know five six hundred people in there, right? 
dancing, whooping it up. Anyway, okay, here is a juicy story. Okay. And it is from the mistress's mouth, okay? And oh, M.M. M.M. Okay. And so uh, last week, we learned that a married celebrity pastor, the guy who... You know, he baptized Bieber, and he's part of this Hillsong Church, which Bieber and the Kardashians and all kinds of people go to. We learned that that shepherd had strayed from his flock, and his uh, Hillsong fired the 42-year-old father of three for what was just referred to as a recent revelation of moral failures. Okay. And we knew immediately he was cheating. And uh, the day after Hillsong's founding pastor's announced the news to the global Hillsong community. Carl offered specifications. He did a long Instagram post where he said, yes, indeed, he cheated on the mother of his three children, wife of 17 years, and fellow minister Laura Lentz, who was also fired. Yes, she was. So now his girlfriend has spoken up about they had apparently a fiery five-month pandemic romance. And she said, she told the New York Post, I'm here to tell the truth and maybe other people will speak up because she thinks he was having maybe some other fiery relationships on the side. But she said she met him. What's her name again? Her name is Renine. She's. uh, Isn't she like a yoke? No, she's an artist. She's an artist. That's right. I felt like she did jewelry or fashion too. designer, oh, right. maybe That's jewelry. Renine. Okay. She said she met him on a Friday in um, Williamsburg, like uh, like in Brooklyn at a park. Okay. And she was looking for a place to sit. She had her dog, and he offered. He said, "You can come in this circle." And then they got to talking. Okay. Then they left the park together. I thought, oh, he's single, he's good-looking, why not? They parted ways, but she noticed he took her number and he put it in the notes application on his iPhone, and he didn't save it. And she said, that was a red flag. She's 34, she's been dating. Okay, all right, because I sometimes, I just do a lot of things in notes, but I guess I never thought of that, okay. Okay, so, but anyway, the next day he asked her, save me a circle in the park. okay. And when I saw him, he asked me so many questions, and he kept telling her he worked with celebrities. She said, well, are you married? And he said, yes. And after he left, she paid an app to do a background check based on his phone number. Okay, but now she already knows he's married. Right. And that he works with celebrities. But now she wants to know more, so she pays this app, and everything came out. I couldn't believe it. And then she realized, hey, I met him. 10 years ago when I was 24 and I'd gotten divorced and a friend of hers had taken her to the Hillsong Church. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Manhattan. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the guy from church that yeah. I met like uh, okay. several years ago. Ten years ago. Yeah. And then, so after she pays the app, then that was like, like four or five days later, he said, can I come over and see you at your house? Stop. She said, yes. Oh, come on. That's just ridiculous. They drank tequila and talked for hours. who lets someone come to your house? Yeah. Well, she wow. knew who he was. Oh, right. Okay. And, and he was a married pastor. Right. And they <laughs> talked for hours. And he asked me, "Could I? can I put my hand... Would you, can I put my hand on your thigh? This is a lot of detail. It was awkward. He didn't know how to act. He was timid, acting like he was a virgin. He allegedly told her the most beautiful women come from the Middle East because she's from, uh, Uh she's Palestinian. And then they begin texting and FaceTiming constantly, delusion each other, you know, just a deluge of uh, communication. We started to develop feelings and they were seeing each other every other week, always at her home. And they'd always drink tequila so much tequila, she said, that they would talk and argue constantly. He'd allegedly, he also talked to me about how amazing his wife was and the guilt he felt he was doing to his family. He kept saying, we didn't plan this, this is life, and we fell into it. She does not get into sexual details, but you know that they but were I, just, I'm that's surprised because we got so many details out of that. Yeah, and they kept ending things. She said, I kept walking away. He said he called her his... Middle Eastern unicorn woman and told her she reminded him of his friends, the Kardashians, which bugged her because she said, I don't like when people drop names because she used to work celebrity bottle service at some places in Manhattan. <laughs> Lori, this and, is yeah, so ridiculous. Said, He's a professional narcissist and lies very easily. And then in September, they started seeing each other twice a week. He was a drug to me. I was like a drug to him. This is orgasmic case. And then over the course of one weekend, his wife and then his job, uh, all his messages are linked from the iCloud. And someone at Hillsong saw them on his computer. She said, so he's not a really good cheater. It's amazing. It lasted as long as it did. Even after after he's fired, they continued speaking up until a final exchange this past Thursday following his Insta post. He told her, my life is over. I'm usually the one helping people who are cheating, and now I'm in their shoes. Right. And she said he was having a middle... Midlife crisis. Crisis. Uh-huh. And he was having... Um, he was in a stagnant relationship, and he lived a very strict life with mm-hmm. Hillsong. And she just said uh, she thinks there might be other women that he's been doing this here and there. While he's always, you know, talking about fidelity. And I can't fidelity. remember, like, the principles of the Hillsong, quote-unquote, religion. If it's, you know, no drinking, no this, no that, and just and tithe money. I mean, it, yeah, money, well, the money. tithing, but the, you know, pretty much. Wow. No, no one ever advocates the cheating part, but anyway. So she's she's singing the Middle Eastern unicorn woman. I That right there, I would have dumped him for that description. No kidding. <laughs> Wow. All right, listen, we're really excited. We're we're calling Dublin next. Our uh, author, Liz Nugent, is uh, talking to us about her 
latest, greatest book, Little Curl. Colleen Ireland, so we got to play you too. We're so delighted. Liz Nugent is joining us. And uh, we fell in love with uh, Liz in 2014. And she was actually on our show for her book, Unraveling. Oliver, you're now on your fourth book, and Little Cruelties just came out yesterday. Liz, thanks for being with us. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be back. I wish I was there in person. Oh, I don't know if you do. It snowed, it's cold. Last week, we had the nice 74 unusual Minneapolis-St. Paul weather. I know, but I'm, 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 I'm really talking about getting out of the house because oh, we're yeah. in total lockdown here. We're in total lockdown and there's nothing open and you can't go anywhere and you can't go more than, uh, say, three miles from your home. So we are in total, total lockdown. Well, Liz, uh, this is a good time then for people to know about a fantastic <laughs> book because Little Cruelties, I mean... Uh, what we are just like this story is so unbelievable. You have to give uh, people who are listening who are interested in reading this book the setup. Okay, so it opens with a funeral, and um, it's clear that there are three brothers, and one of the brothers is in the coffin, and one of the brothers, you know, from the very opening page, that one of the brothers is in the coffin. One of the brothers murdered him. But you don't know which brother is dead, and you don't know which brother killed him, and you don't know why. So there are three central questions to be answered. And so the story goes backwards and forwards through their lives as children and as they grow into adults under the influence of their particularly poisonous mother. And... um, you find out more about them and their rivalries and how their rivalries turn so bitter and caustic uh, until one of them is murdered. It it okay, Liz. This book it just it, wild. It's, huh? it's, it's <laughs> wild. And Lori and I were talking yesterday because we we both had a little bit left, and I'm it's just so good. I loved it. I loved yeah. it, and what a twist. But I want to say, we couldn't, we were almost done and like, who the heck is in the coffin? So you had us going the whole way through the book and we were kind of just trying to guess and everything. But, you know, your inspiration for this book, I, I was watching a YouTube video of you, is really interesting. Can you tell everybody about that? Oh, about the Nina Simone? Nina Simone? Yeah. Song? Well, it's actually a song by Jonathan called Stars. But on YouTube, I found a clip of Nina Simone singing the same song in 1976 at the Montreux Jazz Festival in Europe. And it's towards the end of her career. And she is clearly under the influence of drink or drugs. And she shouts at somebody in the audience and she forgets the lyrics of the song. But the, the lyrics of the song are all about celebrity. They're all about fame. And they're all about how dangerous fame is and how damaging it can be if you are of a fragile nature. So that was really the inspiration for the song because in the story, each one of the brothers and their mother um, are involved in show business in one way or another. Um, as the story goes on. So uh, I just thought it would be a really interesting way to explore that story. And the Nina Simone, that Nina Simone um, YouTube clip 
was such a huge inspiration because I did want a character like that, like a a broken down rock star. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that, you captured dead. it. You <laughs> captured it with you know who. I don't even know if I can use the names of the don't, characters. Don't even say any of the names. If, don't give away. I don't want to give away any. If you're just joining us, we're t- chatting with Liz Nugent in Ireland. Her book that just came uh, to us yesterday is um, Little Cruelties. I have a question because in the UK, it's our little cruelties. Yeah. Why did you in, drop that? In, uh, I, no, I didn't drop it. Um, the UK added it. It oh. was my Canadian editor, um, uh, Nita Pranavost. Nita um, um, suggested that the title should be Little Cruelties because it's from a line in the book. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And, and the UK editors uh, in England. Uh, wanted to add our little cruelties because they thought a three-word title is better than a two-word title. I have no idea why. <laughs> I have no say in whatsoever that. in the titles of my books or in the covers or anything like that. But isn't it a beautiful cover? It's, it's a beautiful... you have? It's, yes, it's a beautiful cover. And, and I just... Everything about this this book, I think one of the things, you know, we're talking about sibling rivalry, mental illness, substance abuse, fame, fame betrayal, <laughs> jealousy, total dysfunctional family. And and you write, you know, we've been reading different things about you, but the story's told from the brother's viewpoint. I and, feel like you always write from the male perspective. Well, no, I, I've had two books in between, okay. uh, Lying in Waste. And skin deep, and both of those were told from um, the female perspective. Okay, much more so. How did we miss those, Liz? We're going to have to go back and um, read those because we love mysteries. Get lying and wait. Skin deep wasn't published in America, but lying and wait is available. Okay, you can pick that up anywhere. All right, good. And then we uh, learned from the back of your book jacket that all of your books, Unraveling, Oliver, Lying in Wait, and maybe this one, Little Cruelties and Skin Deep, they've all been optioned? Yeah, um, it looks, it looks um, Unraveling, Oliver, like a lot of books get optioned yes. and very few get made, but it looks like Unraveling, Oliver it will definitely go ahead and it looks like Lying in Wait will definitely go ahead. The question mark over skin deep. I thought somebody was going to take it, but maybe not. Yeah. Well, and this book, this one little quote is very close to getting across the line. So I can't even say anything about it at the moment. Okay. But it looks very likely that it will be on a major network within the next few years. Okay. okay. It is so nasty, naughty. I mean, these. The, the, yeah. I mean, I'm really being honest. I mean, there are these characters are hardcore characters, and their yeah. narcissism and everything about them is is interesting. And, Although, hey, did and, you have a, a soft spot for one of the brothers yes, over I do. the other, the, the younger one? Yeah, yeah. Did you have a soft spot for one over the other, or no? Oh, of course, you did. Yeah, I, I think we can all agree. On yeah, who, yeah, who, who yeah. Right, mm-hmm. but for because. His his behavior, although it's appalling, is not his fault. No, right. you know, he 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 suffers from a mental health issue, which is kind of clear from the beginning. You kind of know that this guy is not going to be. Uh, he's not going to turn it, turn it terribly normal. Um, 
So, but it's funny in parts as well. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed reading from the men's perspective, you know, from the different boys' yeah. perspective as a woman. You know, we are so used to hearing female voices. Yeah. This was really kind of fun, just three brothers and hearing mm-hmm. their different takes on different scenarios and situations throughout their life. I felt I thought that was really kind of different. Yeah. Yeah, I have four brothers of my own. Oh, so you plenty, do. Plenty of men in, uh, <laughs> and a husband. <laughs> so plenty of men in my life to to uh, to tune into and to hear from. Although I have to say that none of them are as damaged and cruel and horrible as the characters in this book. Well, thank goodness. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Liz Nugent. Her new book is Little Cruelties. It is such a great read. You will be wondering who until the end, who done it. And, you know, Liz, you're talking um, to us from Ireland. I know that you have been, you've written award-winning television shows. You've done, um, you interview authors. You you do a lot of different stuff because you were mm-hmm. in media and things for a long time before you started becoming a novelist. Is there yeah. a question that you always would ask authors that people might not ever ask you? Um, I, I, well, I always want to know, you know, what, what, what were the books that you enjoyed when you were a child? That's the question I will Mm -hmm. always ask, you know, because that kind of tells me something about, you know, it's, uh, and it's usually whatever they enjoyed as as a young teenager, or it ends up being the books, the kind of books that they write. And what I loved when I was a teenager was, um, well, even when I was younger, when I was 10 and 11, I was, I read The Godfather oh. and Jaws because I couldn't get in to see them in the cinema because I was too young mm-hmm. and I was furiously jealous. But my parents had the books, so I read the books Wow! <laughs> when, I was, when I was really young. That's a heavy and read I, for a youngster. Yeah, and actually, in in the there's a lot of sex in in, in, in the Jaws, novel, yeah, in the book, which they didn't put in the film. But because I was so young, it kind of went over my head. I didn't notice it. Yeah, you didn't know. I didn't what, get it. Right. I didn't I, get it. So you know, I so I'm I'm not terribly in favor of censoring books for children. I say if if. If they're too young for it, they won't get it. Yeah, they'll, they'll go just, over their heads. That's yeah, right. So. That's so funny because if I think about like the book that really sealed my deal for loving reading, third grade and Nancy Drew books, mysteries. And to this day, I still love yeah. mysteries. Sure. You know? and didn't everybody read Flowers in the Attic? Yes. Crazy. Oh, my God. We everybody were, loved that. Everybody that loved so- that. But that that was again a very psychologically sinister book, mm-hmm. you know, which which turns out to be the kind of books that I write. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, so what's the last great book you've read, Liz? Oh, the last great book. Well, I tell you, the last book I read that has nothing to do with the kind of books that I read is a book called High Fire by Owen Colfer. Um, the first name is spelled E-O-I-N, and the second name is C-O-L-F-E-R. And it is about a dragon who lives on the bayou who um, has very strong opinions about the way dragons are represented in Game of Thrones. Oh. He loves Flashdance. 
<laughs> and he loves Jack Daniels. And it's just a riot. It is the funniest book. I mean, because I, I, I'm almost on the diet of psychological thrillers. I, so many people send me psychological thrillers mm -hmm. for endorsement purposes right. or I'm reading them because I have to interview the writers and stuff. So this was just a total break for me and a total high to find a book that was so completely different to anything I've ever read before. I'm not the kind of person who reads fantasy and dragons and that mm. kind of thing, but this was just a riot. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It was so funny. It was so clever. It was so smart. It's just, it's hilarious. So High Fire by Owen Colfer is the book that I would recommend. Oh, that's a Liz, great recommendation. And, and we are recommending <laughs> your books, Little Cruelties. Um, it's just fantastic. And having also read Unraveling Oliver, that book grabs you by the yes, first it does. page. And um, I can only imagine when that comes to the big or small screen, um, how good that will be. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Fingers crossed. Everybody keep their fingers crossed for me, please. We, we are going to. How long are you guys on lockdown in Ireland? Uh, A month? This is the end of our second week, but we were in lockdown before. We were in lockdown for three months and then we came out of it. Mm -hmm. And then we have five levels of lockdown and then we were in level lockdown three for about two months and then we had to get really strict because the number of cases kept rising. And now at the moment, the the, the numbers are pretty good. Um, they've been managed very well. There's far less deaths, and far fewer deaths. And there are um, uh, the case numbers are definitely coming down. But the focus, we don't really have Thanksgiving here. It's not yeah. a right. celebration. Right. But the focus, the focus really is to try and have retail open before Christmas so oh, good. Can make some money. Yeah, yeah. good. Um, because uh, it's really... It's, it's detrimental on businesses. Yeah. Uh, it's so hard on businesses, yep. all retail shops. The only shops that are, the only stores that are open are pharmacies and supermarkets. That's it. Oh, yeah. gosh. That's well, we wish you guys, we wish you well over there. And again, what a treat Thank to you. talk to you. And we can't wait to see what happens on the big screen, on TV, <laughs> in the bookstores. Yes. Uh, little Cruelties. Thanks, Liz. Thank you. I can't wait for you to find out who's in the coffin. <laughs> I, I know. One, so of us knows. One of us I knows. I know. And I am just like, <laughs> wow. the ending is something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take okay. care. Thank you so much. Lovely to talk to you. You too. All right, we'll be right back. All right, everybody. Um, we were just talking with Liz Nugent. Her book is Little Cruelties. And um, we have two copies of the book to give away. Give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. Make sure you haven't won anything lately. 
And we'll get those out to you in tomorrow's mail. It It is the twisted end, Lori. is twisty, twisty, twisty. I know. Um, I have like uh, 50 pages left, and I just uh, you, I wanted to stay up and read it last night, but that five, I knew I had 6 a.m. kickboxing. Yeah. And I just cannot stay up till midnight if I know I have to get up at 5.42 a.m. I would have died because I was up to like 12.45 or finishing something. It. Finishing this. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But I didn't have to get up early. Right. Um, Just want to say those roads last night. Forgot. Really? Forgot how much fun that was driving in those things. They had like... Um, and you drive too fast, Missy. Well, here's what I learned. You drive too fast. About myself is that I'm a little overzealous in four-wheel drive, mm-hmm. and maybe I need new tires. You're one of those <laughs> trucks, one of those people in a big car that think because you're in a big car, you can but I have little endanger cars and other still, people's lives. There was no one on the road. Julia. But the three cars that were on the road when I was driving were in the ditch. I mean, it was really different. I don't know why it was so bad last night. Because anyway, it got icy. Yeah, it was icy underneath. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. Okay. Okay, so let I... We got to just talk a little bit of TV. I'm telling you, Callie Cuoco is killing it doing her interviews for The Flight Attendant, which isn't even coming out on HBO Max until like November 26th, like Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. But she's doing all the interviews. She had her funny story with Fallon about being in the nightclub and everyone yelling Cuoco, which she thought they were yelling her name. It was fire. Her hair was on fire. She was on with uh, Robin Roberts this morning on GMA and of course, um, Callie Option, the flight attendant, which was a book that came out just in 2018 by mm-hmm. Chris Bohalian. And we had him on, you know, right away. But uh, I I like this um, question or, and then her response, because we're always bringing up this person's name, sometimes even to author's face about their books and must, having them be I optioned. feel like I know who it is. Yeah, so here we go. We know that it's based on a book. And I heard the word on the street is you pursued the rights even before you finished reading the book, like in the first line it had you. Yes, I read the first uh, line on Amazon three years ago and I got this chill up my spine. I know that sounds cliche, but it really happened. So I immediately called my team and the first question out of my mouth was, did Reese Witherspoon get the rights to this book? <laughs> and they were like, let me check. Because I just assumed for sure, right? Yeah. And she hadn't. It was a miracle. And I'm like, okay, I got to get him. So six months later, I won this bidding war. And all of a sudden, I had the rights to this book. And that was three years ago. So Reese Witherspoon sleeps in one day. You get the book. <laughs> That's good, Rachel. That's yeah. good. Let's all take a look at the exactly. clip. Exactly. <laughs> because it did there. It what did... is up with you? Oh, sorry. You can okay, stop listen, it, I did go out last night. I'm a little bit hungover. I don't want to get into it. It's not a big deal. That you went out with the guy in 3C? Yeah, we're done. we don't need to play the trailer. But we do joke about that, like Reese Witherspoon options, yeah. so much stuff. And I do remember that Chris... Had told alien. us mm-hmm. that there was like a bidding war mm-hmm. for the flight attendant, and it does start off the first page with the bang. That it, was probably our favorite book of 2018. I think so. That was a really good one. It it's it's interesting because we and then we're here we're talking to Liz Nugent, and all of her books have been options. You just don't know when it's going to happen, what's going to happen. I give you the Queen's Gambit, a book that came out in 1983 and is making Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, high viewership and big numbers and people talking, and it's 2020. Right. Yeah. So it can, yeah, take a while. But um, do you have your DVR set for Bravo tonight for the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? 
I hate to say this, but yes. Thank which you, Which is Julia. really Julia, unfortunate because no. I'm, I don't like the, all the housewives. But Julia, we haven't had a new housewives in four years. And we needed a new franchise. You know what got me? Because I was watching Andy Cohen last night in the clubhouse and he had Reba McIntyre and Darius Rucker who are going to host the CMAs tonight. Mm-hmm. What got me was um, I saw the preview for it and they're in snowmobiles. Yeah, And I thought, that's kind of fun. I can watch people frolicking around in snow and see beautiful resorts and things like that. That was what I got excited about. Okay, well, and these ladies have some money. And even from that very first trailer, but it is a... It is it is a long four long years since we've had a new franchise to look at, and it stars a woman who married her step grandfather. <laughs> okay, okay, wait. just stop for a minute. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, wait. Thank she you, Andy Cohen, step- Satan, and Chris Jenner. Do you have anything to do with this? Yeah, Mary. There's a housewife on here called Mary Cosby, who's been married to her late grandmother's widower, Robert Cosby Sr. For the last 21 years, and she says, basically, we're going to learn tonight that it was in her grandmother's will that she get married to this. What's the age difference? Uh, there her is grandmother's an, husband. Uh, okay, so her grandmother's husband was 20 years his wife's junior. Okay. All right, so he was younger than her grandmother. Then he married the 24-year-old after she was made the legal inheritor of Rosemary's assets, or grass assets, her grandmother's assets. There's a lawsuit with another family member saying he did this. So it's kind of an arranged marriage. It was in her grandmother's will that she her married her. Granddaughter sti- marry her husband. Yeah. Oh dear. But he's not. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So already it's off to a bank. <laughs> this holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.